Welcome to the Lisa Show's book club. We are reading More Than a Body. We're on the second part of chapter two, and I'm here with Ashley Rose Reeves. Thank you for coming back. Hello. Happy to be here always. You bet. Now, for our first part of this chapter, we talked a lot about like what the situation is and what really influences us, how we really, really see our bodies. Um, and the second half of this chapter is, is how to be more media savvy. Yeah. And that's why I'm really excited to have you. You are a body positive social media influencer. Mm-hmm. You've seen this as a mother, as a business owner, as yeah. a woman. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I'm, I'm excited for our discussion to really be able to talk about all the facets of how it actually works. Yeah, I love that. It's and good. I want to start off okay. on page 69. Mm-hmm. At the end, it said, be more media savvy. And I always think... I think that means different things to different people. Yeah. And so I have re- I really appreciated the second half of chapter two because mm-hmm. it was like, here's how to be more media literate. Here's how to be more media savvy. So I'd yes. love to discuss that. But yeah. this quote by Naomi Wolf from The Beauty Myth, she says, while we cannot directly affect the images, we can drain them of their power. We can turn mm-hmm. away from them, look directly at one another. We can lift ourselves and other women out of the myth. Oh, I love that. And I love that. And I see you doing that a lot. Yeah. And I know that that's something that you feel passionately about. So Absolutely, yeah. It, so considering this chapter and the things that they suggest, <laughs> how are you making the other women see the myth? Yeah. So I think talking about it is key, like just bringing it to attention. And I think that's one of the things that's so cool about this book is it really does list out the type of things that we've just kind of glazed over. Like we think body image, like we were talking about in the last little segment, is just weight focused when there's so many more things um, that we're completely, we just do without even thinking Mm -hmm. about that really, um, I think it's important to think through and have that awareness. Um, I think that being aware of the money that's poured into these industries and how it's targeted at women is really important. And so I like having those conversations online and I like talking about it because I think even, you know, you talk about going to dinner with your girlfriends and how quickly the conversations can turn toward, okay, what diet are you on? What What's the last procedure you did? What's like, da, 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 like all this stuff. It's just so like shallow and crazy that that's like the first thing women go to talk about. And so I just want to have conversations that talk about other things too, yeah. because I personally, the I'm more interested in other conversations yeah. and I know how exhausting. I had a friend over um, for lunch the other day and she has a new baby and she was like, I just need to hang out around you more because everyone in my life is only talking about all the cosmetic procedures they're having done. And it's really hard for me because I can't do any of that right now. And I was like, yeah, well, let's hang out more. Let's talk. And so, yeah, yeah I don't know. I just, I've, because I've been so... um negatively impacted by those messages and the things I've seen, I'm just kind of determined to do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. One of the posts that you had uh, that really affected me was you said, it was a reel on Instagram Mm -hmm. that was what to do when you're having a body negative moment. Yeah. And I... I love that because you hear so much online about like, okay, so this is the problem. This is the problem. This is the problem. And also um, body positivity, body positivity. It's it's strong and it's good messaging. Yeah. But you acknowledge that even if you're trying this, even if yeah. you're an expert on it, you're going yeah. to have moments or days where you're just having a bad body image day. Absolutely. And yeah. then what do you do? And I feel yeah. like that was so helpful to me because that seemed like something that not a lot of us talk about. Like when, yeah. And you showed yourself 
breathing, feeling, being in your body instead yeah. of numbing that away and pushing it away, which yeah. also kind of surprised me because I thought, oh, if I'm having a bad body image day, do I just like feel my body? No, I just yeah. try to distract myself yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. But you didn't and you really went into it. You showed yourself breathing. You gave a few tips on how to do that. Mm-hmm. How, how did you learn to do that? So I think about in therapy, you know, you learn like the you have to like feel your feelings to get through it. And I am, I'm like you, I'm an expert in like distraction and finding something else to think about. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. But really the only way we ever can actually work through something is to have the feelings of it. And so instead of just like being obsessed with like the torment of the shame and the issues, and like, I also experienced a ton of bullying directly Uh, attached to the way I looked when I was a kid and a teenager. So I feel like I have all these really heavy Mm -hmm. negative emotions around it. And so I don't even know where I learned to do this other than I knew I had to feel something to work through it. But I just had... And it's, I've been doing it for years. Whenever I feel bad about something about my body... Oh, you know what? Actually, now I remember, now that we think about it, I remember when I was probably like... 32 or something. I'm 39 now. I remember seeing a picture of when I was a teenager and remembering how terribly I felt about myself then and being like, I looked great. What was wrong with me? <laughs> right. And like, so it's just kind of interesting. Like we think about ourselves back in the moment and like, oh my gosh, I hated myself and I was so uncomfortable. And I'll have to show you the picture sometime. But I'm like wearing my brother's jeans because I'm so tall. Like you couldn't, I couldn't fit into anything in this big baggy sweatshirt. Like I just wanted to hide and I felt so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look looked great and I was healthy and oh my gosh, I the energy levels I had at that age. Right. And so this like, this thing that I do when I feel negative about my body, which is very normal, even though I do work so hard to not get sucked into it, is I think about someone, myself, much older. And I usually like mm-hmm. double my age or whatever. So if I'm thinking about like an 80, I'm almost 40. So if I'm like thinking about an 80 year old version of me, I'm thinking about, it's kind of like tapping in and accessing that visual of myself and looking back at myself now at 39 and just trying to have gratitude for my body and the stage it's in right now. Because heaven knows when I'm 80, I'm sure I'll be like, what What were you complaining about? Like, look at, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's just so interesting. And I feel like we tend to have a little bit more compassion and grace and gentleness toward the younger versions of ourselves. So if you're feeling negative in that moment, Mm -hmm kind of try to, it's like a little meditative thing to try to think about yourself in the future and be grateful for what's functioning right now. And it's been really effective for me over the years. And I always say like the cool thing about diving into this kind of work like they talk about in this book and learning how to love your body more, of course, you're still going to have negative body image moments because it's so like the opposing forces are so strong. It's in every aspect of social media, TV, movies, Mm -hmm. like the people around us. But I think the bounce back is quicker. And that's what I like to think about. Like, yes. That's a great way to, that's an empowering way to look at it. Totally. It's like, okay, instead of letting it derail my life for days, weeks, months, years even, I feel like my college years were just a lot of like, just dark doom, like whatever. (laughs) And now I can be like, oh yeah, it makes sense. You know, like I was having a really bad body image day, like right before Christmas. And I was like, oh, this actually makes sense because this is the time of year when everyone comes out and talks about all the things they're doing and all the weight they've lost and all the things they're going to do in the new year. And so being able to see like, oh yeah, this, of course, this is a little triggering to me. Okay. I'm going to focus on the things that I know are important to me and what feels good for my body and like how I can take care of it and kind of go into that state 
with that perspective and just the bounce back is much quicker. I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I think that part of the, the discomfort that I felt in the beginning of chapter two when I was reading like, oh yeah, how, like, how can anyone come up against this? Yeah. By the second half of the chapter, I really did feel like, oh no, if this is normal and we normalize having these feelings, we can get through it together. Absolutely. But it, I, I do appreciate you talking about your experience because I feel like this isn't something, our body image isn't just as we think singularly about us and yeah. just as individuals, we're all, we're affecting each other by how we talk, Absolutely. what we talk about, how we treat each other. All of these things are done in a community. Yeah. And so to say that you can't have an influence on that is pretty naive because, yeah. it, you know, just as you're saying from bullying and from the pressures of having these conversations or other influencers, mm-hmm. you know that that's not true. You yeah. know that other people have a big influence and a power yes, in that and sort of like give us... Not permission, but just a support yes. when it's feeling bad. And I like that sense of that um, that Lexi and, and and Lindsay talk about of the the statistics say this. So we have a lot more power. We have purchasing yeah. power. We yeah. we can turn it off, not look at it, not talk about it. Uh-huh. I mean, we do have more power, you know, collectively, and that comes from you know honoring each other's individual stories. I yes, think, and that's and part of that is being aware of it and having yeah. that literacy. Yeah, that's the part that makes me feel and um, empowered mm-hmm. for my kids because I thought, okay, so this. This chapter two, the second half, this is what, where I could start with my kids when Absolutely, they're like, yeah. I'm fine. It doesn't affect me or whatever. Yeah. They want to brush off by saying that um, media literacy enables you to challenge your taken for granted perspective about bodies and look at related messages in a new way. And that's yeah. critical thinking anyway, which Absolutely, yeah. everyone needs more critical thinking, <laughs> right? Yeah. Especially our kids. Yeah. So from here on out, your job as a discerning consumer is to question everything. I love and that's that. kind of like what you had, had said that that's yeah. how you had transformed your totally. sort of body image. I, I'm curious what specific things about questioning everything was mm-hmm. was meaningful to you. So one thing that I like to think about too is I feel like to help, a more empowering way to look at it too is like I do have control of this yeah. because for so long, um, commercials and TV and movies, it was like dialed in and like yeah. You know, but most people spend their time on social media now. Mm-hmm. And you actually do get a good amount of control. I do think you have to work for it. I think you have to like make sure you're following accounts that the messaging feels right to you and doesn't make you feel pressured to look money or, or look a certain way and spend money and make sure the messaging feels like safe to your situation. Mm-hmm. Um so we get to control that. If we see something that's triggering, we can hide it, we can block it, we can unfollow it. Like there's so much we can do. And you kind of train these social media systems to give you messaging that is helpful for you. And so I'm not saying it's a perfect experience, but it's interesting to talk to people who get into this body shame because they're like, all my ads are this stuff. All my ads are this stuff. Like those are not my ad experiences. My experience online is pretty positive, but it's because I've kind of edited it to what I want. And so it's kind of fun to think about like, oh, I can take the power back. Right. And the cool thing going back to awareness is 
when you're aware of something, you can say, okay, how is this being marketed to me? Even products, like I, we were talking about on the break, I love a good skincare system. Right, me so too. So is it sold to me as like taking care of my skin and like mm-hmm. feeling good or is it like anti-aging? And yeah. the words that I personally am triggered by, I don't want to buy stuff that tells me it's anti-aging. If they talk about like glowy, hydrating, yes, right. love those words. No, isn't it funny? <laughs> when but, I think anti-aging now too, I feel like it's like plastic. Like, yes, I feel like, okay, so then it will just make my face not move and everything just look just like the, the, plastic. Like robotic, like, yeah. I don't know. And I honestly, it's interesting, and I think it's a good thing that there's been so much criticism on like the diet industry and diet culture because it's really helping people kind of think twice about the messaging we see. And I, I think in like five to 10 years, it'll be very similar with all this anti-aging obsession stuff yeah, yeah. because we... Mm-hmm you know, get so mad at all these weight loss companies, but then we turn around and are like just gulping down all the anti-age, look younger type of stuff. And it's like, okay, really what we're saying is you aren't okay as you are and you need to change it and convincing you with shame that you need our products. So instead... It helps us if we don't give money to the companies. Like, mm-hmm. I I am really not interested in supporting Victoria's Secret with my money because of the way that they've, like, objectified women for years. I can go buy underwear a lot of awesome places, but that's not going to be where I spend my money. You can cut that if you need to. Sorry if I should have said anything. Maybe I should say it like this. No, you can have your own opinion. Okay. I just think that it's important when we have that awareness to look at companies whose messaging reflects something that is a soft, loving, gentle approach to our body. And that's what matters because products are fun. We love to go places, try things. Like everyone likes different, like styling is fun. Hairstyles are fun. But I think the messaging really matters. And so we get to, I think the more empowering approaches, we get to control that. We choose where we spend our money. I I absolutely agree. We get to spend, um, you know, vote with our dollars. You know, my Parents used to always tell me that. Yeah. You, know, you vote with your dollars. Or, you do. <laughs> you know, who you advertise, what you're, you know, yeah. advertising for free or whatever. Uh-huh. And it has an influence. And I, I'm really interested, and I'm glad that they brought this up about the subtle ways and the subtle messaging that you don't think is so overt, like purchase with your dollars, like yeah. the messaging in a TV show or in a movie. And I'm uh-huh. so glad that they brought up the Bechdel test. Uh-huh. Um, it's the It was popularized by graphic novelist Alison Bechdel. And here it, if, and to pass the test, uh-huh. and once I became aware of this several years ago, I was like, this is depressing <laughs> because a lot of movies don't pass this test. Yeah. And here's why it's important. It, it has three, it, only three r- rules. To pass it out, it just makes sure that it's just, um, though it doesn't filter out every piece of media that isn't feminist or empowering, it does help illuminate the sad state of women's representation in so much mainstream media. For a movie to pass the Bechdel test, number one, it has to have at least two women in it. (laughs) That's it. Number two, (laughs) who talk to each other. (laughs) Number three, about something besides a man. Yeah. And what has been interesting is, okay, so my kids, we love movies. We love, you know, theater, stories, the whole thing. Yeah. And so that is an easier way for me to talk to them about just um, unassumed um, or maybe unrealized um, uh, negative body or um, representation, Yeah. you know, in in, in an easier onboard by saying, do you realize that 
most of these movies only have, you know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't pass this test. Are are they talking, you know, about something other than yeah. a man? And um it's 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 led to a lot of really interesting discussions. Yeah. But that are that's the most like those are the more subtle ways that I think that we're getting that messaging of like, totally. you're only in this movie if you look this way, or yeah. you only get to speak if you're like this, or, yeah. it, it, you know, that kind of yeah. uh, of messaging. And again, maybe it's it doesn't seem intentional or overt, but the message yeah. is there. It's there. And it's also interesting, too, because, like, I like to, you know, not blame every single person who runs a company that profits off of women's insecurities or whatever. I'm like, this is also just the way we've all been raised. I think a lot of people, yeah. I don't think people are sitting at tables like, how can we make women feel terrible no, about it's themselves? it's just part of the It's just culture. part of our culture for so long that we don't even think twice about it. So it's interesting when you say that, Tess, and, like, every movie my kids love wouldn't pass that. Like, Star Wars, like, recent, they're new ones, Great. But I'm yeah, like, yeah, sure. it's like there's not a lot of women represented mm-hmm. and they're not talking to each other and they're not talking. So it's just all these things that, yeah, it's cool conversations to have with your kids to help them be more aware. Yeah, And that's how I think you see change and how we can really help our kids moving forward. Um, and I think about a lot of a lot of what I share online, I feel like we're doing a lot of repair work because we've all grown up thinking and feeling a certain way. And I really do feel like we now kind of have the best of both worlds where we have the awareness and we have our negative experiences. So with our kids, we can empower them to have different Mm -hmm. experiences. And, you know, I'm, I don't believe in any stretch of the imagination. We can like wrap our kids in bubble wrap and they never have a negative thought about themselves. But yeah, just helping them think critically about it and think differently. And also um, having, I feel like we have more access than ever to differing opinions Mm -hmm. and information. Absolutely. Like you used to have to go so far to find anything else. And now like you just have to. That's a good point because you can be a little bit more transparent about it. Or you could read a book like this and talk to them about it. You know, a couple of the things that they mentioned that this is what, what you just said about talking to kids about it reminded me of is, you know, they talked about, you know, you can take a social media fast. Mm-hmm. You you have power about what you're posting and and why. And if you're disparaging your body, yeah. you know, in the name of positivity, what is that saying? And those kinds of questions you can have with your kids too. And I yeah. love on page 91, there was, it, it has a segment called helping kids navigate objectification because mm-hmm. they're in the waters at a much younger age than yes. we ever were. Yes. And and basically what they're talking about is is some of the stuff that we've been just discussing right now is just getting them to see it with a critical eye. Who's yeah. profiting from this? Yeah. What is the messaging? You know, is it yeah. true? What how do you feel about this? How does it make you feel? Yeah. You know, and and asking your kids that and sort of modeling that critical behavior. I thought that's really great because it's just reinforcing yeah. it to yourself as well. Totally. It you helps know? us both. We both have to process it together. Have you ever done a social media fast? I mean, with your business, I, you probably can't, right? It, no, it's really hard um, for me too. But I do, I do little mini fasts. I try to take you know a day or so off where I can. Um, but I actually think they're really, really productive and helpful. And I did one a couple of years ago, and it was awesome. Um, it's actually like my dream to be able to do <laughs> that. Like, I mean, the way my businesses work, it's really hard to do that right now. But I do think like ideally I would love to like take a month off every summer yeah. or something like that. But I think they're really, really healthy for people. Um, and I've I've only heard good things. I've never heard anyone do it that regrets it. So yeah. I I think it's super, super helpful. Um, earlier you talked about, you know, different diet 
companies targeting, you know, people. They're targeting kids now. There has been some backlash for that. Yeah. And there have been some new laws with uh, companies like Instagram and things about what you can post and what you can't. I know that um, they mentioned in 2019, Instagram established a new rule blocking Instagram users under eight. 18 from seeing posts promoting cosmetic surgery and yeah. diet diet products. And like are, eating disorders, eating I know, dis- are blocked. Uh-huh. Like and we're blocked. gaps. You can't, yes. like, if you... That if you have a post focusing on that, then that'll, yeah, I do think they're trying. And then, like, you know, Barbie had, like, and Mattel did it, like, body positive. Yeah. Sort of body. You're seeing a little bit more yeah. of that. Are you encouraged by the the way that the tide is going? Do yeah. you Do you feel that the, that's activism that's working? Um, I think, you know, I don't know. Like they say in the book, challenge everything. Yeah. I, I don't, like I said, I don't think Instagram's sitting around the table being like, let's ruin the kids' lives or anything. But I do think sometimes they check boxes to, like, not, not to, like, do the bare minimum mm-hmm. because yes, technically those things are kicked off the platform, but we know um, from all the research that it's a huge problem for a lot of kids, like yeah. how the comparison on social media, but also I don't think Instagram really can police it. That's why I feel like instead of like attacking Instagram and like, you know, they need to do X, Y, and Z, they're doing the best they can, but I don't think their main goal is to protect the children. I don't think right. in any stretch of the imagination, that's what they're- That's why we need to protect the children, that's right? Why, like, yeah. this like this is we're why we're trying to help. Yes, it matters. Like, it matters that we teach our kids how to look at things, yeah. like how to process that we can't shield and protect them from everything bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, and and honestly, like, I even think about my own experience. And like, because it was so bad, I have learned and I have more empathy and compassion and understand it in a completely different way. Yeah. So if you're sitting in a place where you're like, I can't believe I've thought this way about myself for so long, just kind of, you know, don't hate yourself about it. Just be like, okay, like, what did I learn Mm -hmm. from treating my body this way for so long? And what can I do moving forward? And so I just, I think that, yeah, we could like get mad at like the big bad guys out there that aren't doing all we can to protect our kids. But at the end of the day, in so many facets of life, not just body positivity, but like we really have to empower our kids to like kind of go out into the world and protect themselves and think about things critically and just like, cross all of our fingers and toes and pray and worship all the things and hope there's some shield. But, you know, I don't know. Also, I am doing a little bit better. This is not my strong suit as a parent, but a little bit better being like, sometimes their life is going to suck. I know. And it just has to for them to and learn. I know. Oh, it's the I worst. The, it's the worst, but it's, it's so worst. important. And we're just supposed to sit and watch? Well, and I feel like I'm at the stage now, too, where I'm like— most of my kids are like flying the nest, and I'm like, "When did I tell you this? Wait, I, one more thing. Did I tell you?" And they're like, "We know." And then you start doing like the text parenting. Yes, I find myself being like, "Okay, and I'm why just going to texting me back. I'm just going to text them positive messages because, yes. like, it seems like when we have conversations, they don't want to hear it. But I'm like, "Oh, just saw this thing and thought of you." I'm like, "My mom does the same thing in our family. Like, that- I want to buy them all this book and yes. just be like, you know, I just thought you would really love this. Yeah, like, do you know all of this? Have you yes. internalized it? And it, now I understand why my dad." Would would send me articles. Yes. He would t- print out articles uh-huh. and highlight them and yeah. circle things and then tape them to my door. And oh now I and I used to go, oh my gosh, another article. Another article. But and now they're I'm just that trying parent. so hard. And so we really just Sorry, kind of have Dad. to let them live their lives. I know. But you know, do the best we can to support them and do all we can. Like, yeah. you know, but and honestly, and the thing that like, and I think this is a good place to end chapter two. I and I really do believe this, that 
talking about this in a clear way, we are yeah. not just affecting ourselves. Absolutely. It has a, it has a trickle effect. Yeah. Absolutely. To our kids, to our communities. Yeah. And so when, when we are tackling these things and talking about positive ways yeah. that we're getting through it and feeling the uncomfortable, totally. but getting through it really do help and do matter. I think one thing too, I actually am working on a children's book right now and it's so fun. The concept is so cute, but it was inspired by, I don't know if you ever saw this. I have this video of me and my daughter talking in the yes, mirror. In their bathing suits. Yeah, it's we're like so sweet. Trying on swimsuits and I just I didn't even tell her anything. I just started saying, oh my gosh, I love how this looks on me. What do you like about yours? And she just started saying, oh, I love I love that I look so pretty. Like she, I, I, I just modeled it and she started doing it. And it was so fun. And it kind of, like this producer or this uh, publisher reached out to me and developing the book farther has been a really beautiful process because it's kind of turned into, and I'm working on it with um, Alexis and Shantae of Let's Talk Sis. I don't oh, know if you know yes, them. Yes, yeah. Um, and Alexis's daughter, Zara, is the same age as my daughter, Mabel, and they really are little besties in real life. So cute. So we kind of have these conversations going where like two moms are having conversations with their daughters, and then the daughters meet up for a play date, and they start complimenting themselves in front of each other. Like, oh my gosh, I love this about me. I love this about me. And then they go to school, and they find other kids, you know, with like disabilities, other races, other body sizes, and they're just complimenting each other. And that's kind of like the bet in my mind, like the dream, right? That's the we dream. We can model it at home and they're learning how to do it. And then they take it into their social settings. And so they're behaving differently. And I think that's what I like to think about can happen when we're talking to our kids differently is like, yes, we can't go change every single situation and protect mm -hmm. from all the things, but we can focus on what we can control in our conversations with our friends and our family and our daughters and our sons. And then hopefully when they get in social situations, they learn what's been modeled and they can like help spread that positivity among themselves, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's still a ways from being released. We're, we're working no, on but it. I love... Turns out books take a long time. Yeah, yes, they do. <laughs> And we're lucky to be able to have this more than a body. That was chapter yeah. two. It really sprung a great discussion. So yeah. thank you so much for your time thank you. and for being here. I always love hanging out with you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> this is fun. Thank you for hanging out with us for Lisa's Book Club. And I hope you'll join us next time. We'll get into chapter three. Mm -hmm.